Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is Bezos building a fulfillment center on the moon? We're getting helms deep and going back to Middle Earth. Is Indiana Jones the next Ghostbuster? And Marvel is getting mischievous again. Enjoying a bowl of Loki charms, it's Distance Nerding. You are now listening to Distance Nerding. He is the Young Phil. And he is the Jamez 5000. And we're here to nerd together. We're talking about anything. Pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling. Whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Guys, you got to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all at Distance Nerding. This week on deck, we've got the download. We got a plethora of pop culture propaganda. Stoughton rumors is tarantino calling it quits and the breakdown and the god of mischief is back we're gonna preview some loki but first let me get a shout out Shout out to our boy, our Disney California connection, our Avengers Campus aficionado, our SoCal Simba. Oh, I just can't wait to be the man himself, Ray DeLeon. The king of lions himself. Dude, he did that distance nerding Instagram takeover. That was awesome. So good. Oh my God. I was not expecting everything that he did. Yeah. I was completely satisfied. I loved all the videos, like all the, here's me walking in. It felt like I was walking into Disney California adventure. Did you notice great. he made a highlight reel? Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Just watching it all together. Yeah, man. It was great. Uh, he, I, he, he did our Instagram justice. If we couldn't be there, that was the next best thing is to like experience Avengers Campus through Ray's eyes. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So big shout out to one of our top fans in general, maybe next to Julie. Yep. Ray DeLeon. Yep. What's up with those uh special edition Funko Pops? Though? Where are they at? Not at Disneyland, apparently. Oh, man. He's like, hey, you want these special edition Pops? I'm like, no, don't. Wait, let's take a look at them. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I wanted them. I wanted them. I got the Spider-Man. Oh, man. Thanks for taking us through Avengers Campus so we could keep nerding together. See what you did there. What I did. As always, check out Beehive Collectibles, our favorite collectible shop here in Sacramento. So just shout out out here, but our boy Ryan Permison from the Nerd Culture Podcast. Yeah. He's been buying pops left and right from Beehive. <laughs> Has he been hitting you up too? Yeah. Yeah, he's been messaging me on uh, Facebook Messenger. He's just, like every other day. He's like, here's a link. Don't forget this. It's a uh, pop drop or something like that. I'm like, oh my goodness. What are you doing to me? Yeah. He, he I mean, we support him he supports us it's great i've been on his show what three times now yeah that's true that's true he supports us we support him he supports our funko pop addictions awesome. absolutely does <laughs> yeah shout out to ryan don't forget beehive collectibles get 15 percent off all pre-orders right do it do it now do it now do now do it do it do it just do it well nerds it's time for the download 
We got lots of news, lots of new releases, lots of trailers this week. It was like a jam-packed week of news. Trailer Mania? Trailer Mania. Armageddon, Trailer Mania Part 2. Resurrection Reboot. We posted a ton of the new trailers, like Masters of the Universe Revelations, Free Guy, Sweet Tooth, Infinity. Even more movie trailers got released. Yeah. It's all in the Distance Nerdington Post. So guys, go and check those out ASAP. And please, please let us know what you think of those. Because I'm going to go nerd out in the post about Masters of the universe revelations i, I know, know it, was about dope. You. it was dope i have the power all right but hold on to your second breakfast i think he knows about second breakfast pip what about elevensies? Because we got some breaking news. Courtesy of New Line Cinemas and Warner Brothers Animation, the companies are teaming up to bring us a brand new Middle Earth anime. Yeah, I saw that and I'm really interested in it because it's based on Peter Jackson's films, right? Exactly. So it's going to be connecting to the to the films we know. It's going to be called Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohirrim. And it'll be the same, like what you said, same timeline as the Peter Jackson film. Right. So The War of Rohirrim will act as like a prequel. So this is even before Lord of the Rings. I think it's before the Hobbit too. I'll have to look in when this is happening, but it's taking us back to Helm's Deep. Yeah, so this is going to be before the Hobbit because if we're talking Helm's Deep before it was abandoned, then mm-hmm. this is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, so it, I guess we're going to meet like the King of Rohan. Helm Hammerhand. Helm Hammerhand. That's dope. That's the best name ever. I know. So we got no casting news, but I didn't even know this was coming. Just, hey, we're announcing it officially. We're getting a new Lord of the Rings It just movie. came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I mean because we know about Amazon doing a new show but who knew that warner brothers was working on an anime yeah it's interesting too because it is warner brothers right but it is not going hbo max interesting right right it all is interesting makes me hungry for another second breakfast or third breakfast or elevensies luncheon afternoon tea dinner supper he knows about them, doesn't he? All right, here's some more movie news. I think we talked about this a bit ago. Right. But the classic 1960s series, The Munsters, is being brought back by Rob Zombie? Yeah. So apparently Rob Zombie is a huge fan of the Munsters. Like, I know he's into horror. Yeah. In Monsters, I guess. But I did not expect him to take on the Munsters. I'm interested in seeing whether he keeps it funny or mm-hmm. if he makes it more serious. And I would I would rather him make it super campy and super funny. Exactly. Like, does Rob Zombie do campy? If you see him in interviews, I think he can. I hope so. So do I. Are we going to get a thousand corpses? I hope not. I don't want Halloween as the Munsters. <laughs> right? This just would not. No. It, it's, it'll be interesting to... To learn a little bit more so we don't know anything else so sorry boils and ghouls no date when the monsters will hit theaters All right, I got some Matrix news. I know Kung Fu. Coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought they were already done with the Matrix. So they just announced that Christina Ricci is going to be in Matrix 4. What? All of a sudden, because I thought they already finished principal photography on it The Matrix com- 4. It comes out in like six months. Yeah. Half a ori- year. Originally, it was supposed to come out the same day as John Wick 4. Right. Which was like May of this year. Or right. Something like that. So, interesting. Yeah. I, and they never announced her beforehand. Right. She'll be joining Keanu Reeves, Harry Ann Moss, Jada Pinkett Smith is coming back. Right. So, yeah, Christina Ricci, another kind of huge name that they just never, never announced. It's interesting because you've been seeing Christina Ricci's name pop up mm-hmm. on 
lot lately. So I'm I'm wondering kind of if she's just looking for a resurgence or mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see her come up a lot. Like that Hollywood push, like, oh, here's your, uh, your second wave kind of thing. Right. Maybe. So we'll take the red pill and go back to theaters or we'll take the blue pill and watch Matrix 4 on HBO Max December 22nd. I, I don't think there's a better pun that you could have made than that one right now. <laughs> right? That was really good. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Some of you might ask, how is this food related? Speaking of trailers, we got a tasty new trailer for a new documentary called Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Chef Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. See, I'm interested in this because he was such an interesting guy before he passed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a documentary about him. Yeah, I loved his shows. Yeah. I loved them. And it was even more about food, even though food was like a huge part of of this show. But it was more about travel and culture and understanding people. I think that's why it was on the travel channel and not on the food network yeah and i think it ended up like on cnm for a bit like they bought the rights to it for a long time so i'm looking forward to this i'm i'm interested i watched the trailer kind of got a little little misty eyed right you know since you know we lost anthony ordain but i mean he was such an interesting character so he really was we shall see what happens so roadrunner a film about anthony bourdain will be served in select u.s theaters on july 16th 2021 not bad not bad at all cruella de vil cruella de vil if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. A Disney spokesperson said, We are very pleased with Cruella's box office success in conjunction with its strong Disney Plus premiere access performance. I like money. Which I partake in. I was going to say, you, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to go watch it in theaters. I just haven't had time. Yeah. I, we ended up, we're like, no, we're not going to buy this. We're not going to buy this. Came out, we're like, okay, let's buy it. Everybody's got a price. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. It was it was really good. It was yeah. it was dark. It didn't feel like a kid's movie at all. I mean, there were some, some tough parts to see right for younger kids but other than those couple parts it was just an interesting fun movie yeah again my feeling on it is kind of the joker i don't know if i want to empathize with Cruella deville but at the same time i'm very interested in watching it you don't have to compare it at all because it's kind of like maleficent how maleficent is this big bad evil sorceress then you see maleficent the movie and that you kind of empathize with her puts a little humanity behind him it's totally okay and it's again it's not the joker we're not dealing with the crazy a monster psycho. she is a crazy psycho she wanted to kill everybody's dogs to make a jacket not everybody's dogs just certain people with dalmatians Mm -mm. right and maybe they wronged her i love pongo okay (laughs) give her a break cruella needs a break she lived a tough life apparently so as expected disney studios is moving forward with a sequel to cruella that's pretty good interesting to see what they're gonna do with that i still need to go watch it yeah i I can't really talk about the movie but it does set it up to foster a new film after this so what you did there Mm -hmm. if you smell what the Walt is cooking? Uh, sure, go ahead. Who in the blue hell are you? You're like, where is this story going? <laughs> so Disney and Seven Bucks Productions, see, see, Disney, uh, I see Seven where you're Bucks, going. I see you there, are giving us a new Disney Plus series, and it's like an exclusive behind-the-scenes sneak peek of various like beloved attractions around the various Disney parks. Ooh. 
boy. Okay, so it's, it's just like kind of like a background on the, the rides? Exactly. Interesting. Okay. So we'll get behind the scenes footage. We'll get like for the really old ones. We'll get rare Walt Disney interviews about the various rides. Okay. Which is kind of cool. I love that kind of nostalgia. Like yeah. Going back to like the, the early days of Disney. I love that stuff. I wonder if he pre-recorded anything for the Haunted Mansion. Because oh, remember the know. Haunted Mansion came out after he died. That's a good point. I have no idea. Yeah. So the full list of attractions will be like the Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Star Tours, the Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, the Castles, which I think, I was like, what ride is that? But I think it's just talking about the I castles. I think because there's different castles at every park. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Disneyland Hotel, Space Mountain, It's a Small World, Trams, Trains, and Monorails, and the Hall of Presidents. Ooh, the Hall of Presidents actually has a really cool story. You know, I don't know if I've ever been in the Hall of Presidents. I forced Jackie last time we went to Disneyland to go to that because she was just like, I've already been to this and I don't care. Because it's right there when you walk <laughs> in and like, yeah. you're not thinking I need to go get a fast pass for Hall of Presidents. Well, you're there's like, no fast pass for it. I, that, that's my point. You're going into the park to go get a fast pass or do whatever you got to do first, right. right? Right. I want to go fast. Not worrying about Hall of Presidents. So it's like you almost run past it and do all your Disney stuff throughout the day. And then you're like, okay, I'm leaving. And then you're like, oh, there's Hall of Presidents. That yeah. I forgot to go in. I mean, because it's a nostalgic thing for me because the Hall of Presidents was made for the World's Fair mm-hmm. and then they moved it to Disneyland. Got it. Okay. Right. So that's the whole thing. And I, I know the one in Florida is a lot better because they updated every presidency mm-hmm. and they add the current president into the Hall of Presidents, which is kind of cool. I want to yeah. I want to experience that at some point, but I like seeing the original one that was actually at the World's Fair. Got it, got it. That, that was a, it's a small world too, right? Like, Yeah, it, it's it a small world Fair. was another World's Fair attraction. So we'll be able to check this out. All 10 episodes of the Behind the Scenes show will be on Disney Plus July 16th. So oh, yes. this is the lead up, right? So this will cruise us right into July 30th, which is the release of The Jungle Cruise starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You know, okay. I put it all together. Okay. Did you smell what I was cooking? I, I smelled what you were cooking and I it cooked, was rotten. I cooked. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> we got some premiere dates to go over. Okay. So FX has announced some premiere dates for some of their new shows. Okay. Let's see. Well, what do they have? What do they have? Because well, new seasons of shows. I right. Say. I was figuring, okay, what are the things that are coming back? What are the mm-hmm. new shows that they have? Yeah. One of their staples, American Horror Stories, okay. right? It's coming back July 15th. And then uh, I think this is, this is a new one. Reservation Dogs okay. is coming August 9th. And this one, I think, is created by Taika Waititi. Oh. And it's going to be a comedy exploring, like, four indigenous teenagers in, like, rural Oklahoma. And, like, the fun and the comedy ensues only the way Taika could do it. They steal, rob, and save in order to get to the exotic, mysterious, and faraway land of California. Right? California, You're intrigued <laughs> just when I said Taika, just right? Anything Taika Waititi does is gold. I want to see whatever he does. Yeah. I'm cool. This is me. We're going to jump on that spaceship and get out of here. I'll be interested to check that out. So, and then we also have another American Horror Stories show. Called Double Feature. Right? Ironically. And that's coming August 25th. So, I don't know if they're going to be running concurrently. I don't know how many episodes the first one is. Right. It's kind of cool that we're getting two series or two seasons of it. Right. Back to back. And then the next one, season 12 of Arch. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. Oh, I can't out. wait for this. Archer is the best. Is it? Animated series next to Rick and Morty. Oh, jeez. I was going to say, I'm like, caveat that. Yeah, because Archer, again, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do because Mallory Archer's dead. Okay. Spoiler alert. Not the character, the woman who played Mallory Archer passed oh, away. Shout out to Mallory. By the way, Archer season 12 is coming out August 25th. We're also getting season three of What We Do in the Shadows. 
Right, which again is another series that Taika Waititi started. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it was like two seasons in. Now we're on season three. Yeah. So that one's coming out September 2nd. And then one I know you've been looking forward to, Why the Last Man right. is finally being released September 13th of this year. Finally. Yeah, and I'm excited to see where that's going to go. Remind me, this one is like a graphic novel or something? Yeah, right? it's it's like critically acclaimed one of the best graphic novels ever written. Oh, interesting. That wasn't written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I was going to say like, who, who wrote it? And then the last one that they announced is an untitled BJ Novak anthology series. So BJ Novak, we know him from The Office, right? Right. So he's getting his own series and that's coming to FX September 16th. That'll be interesting. Hmm? Tell me what happened in the phone. And more new seasons of shows. Netflix announced that we're getting Shadow and Bone Season 2. Yes. Which we kind of knew was coming. Oh, yeah. That show was just perfect. It was a big hit. It yeah. was a big hit. It was you know, so good. Curtis was talking about it. Bird was talking about it. We were raving about it. And then we watched it and we raved about it even more. Exactly. So, again, if you haven't checked it out, the series is based on the Grishaverse, which is like a book series by Leia Bardugo. Lee Bardugo. Lee Bardugo. 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 Bardugugu. I'm Curtis. This is going to murder you. You know that, right? He's going to murder me anyway. Yeah. Remember, but, he said that this right here is his not second in wife. Trivi- not in trivia. Technically. Like season one, season two will consist <laughs> of eight one-hour episodes, but we don't have a date when this will be summoning the sun onto Netflix. I can't wait. Can you summon light? And in even more Netflix news, because what would a episode of Distance Nerding be without some Knives Out news? <laughs> God, more? Every week, every week they're announcing somebody new. I, I think they're going to announce another actor until the next movie comes out. Probably, and then the movie after that as well, because yeah. they're signed on for two more. So check this out. Outer Banks star, by the way, Outer Banks is, I think, on Netflix. Right. Madeline Klein is the latest actor to be signed to the Knives Out series. Who? So again, Daniel Craig is coming back as Benoit Blanc, but we're also getting Catherine Hahn, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, and Ed Norton. Still no details, but this will be murdering onto Netflix sometime. Okay. Not as good as the other ones, but... No, I'm trying. We'll go. That was on the fly. That was terrible. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm appalled. We also got a first teaser trailer for an upcoming film called Tick, Tick, Boom. Click, click, boom which is going to be on Netflix, which I didn't know anything about. But the more I read it, the more I got intrigued. Yeah. So Tick, Tick, Boom will be the film directorial debut of Lin-Manuel Miranda. I am not thrown away my shot. Who uh, created Hamilton. Right, right, right. And then In the Heights is coming out. It's, it's out now. Oh, is it out now? Yeah, yeah, it just came out today. Oh. So this is the film adaptation of the autobiographical musical by Jonathan Larson. Mm-hmm. So I guess he was the creator of Rent. Minutes. So it's kind of the, the story of the person that created Rent. Yeah, okay. Which I should have just said that. But check this out. The film is starring Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man himself. Is that a real knife? Yes, it's a real knife. My weakness, it's small knives. Right. Is he the best Spider-Man? No. Is he the best Peter Parker? No. Is he the best Spider-Man to get into a musical? Yes, okay. because there is another Spider-Man that got in a musical and it was terrible. I did this. He don't we don't really talk about this. <laughs> so Andrew Garfield will be playing uh, John Larson, the, the creator of Rent, and it's it'll be his story of uh, a young theater composer living in New York trying to make ends meet. So kind of the story of Rent, right? Who's Rent? My Rent? New York's Rent, and it's horrendous. Astronomical. So Miranda's Tick, Tick, Boom will be singing and dancing and streaming on its way to Netflix later this fall. Your singing is terrible. I know. That's don't, rude. Don't, don't do that again. My ears still hurt. 
heart. What the hell is that? We got our first look at the boys. No. Stop saying it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So Amazon has revealed the first look for Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. You! Soldier Boy, tell from the boys do you know anything about soldier boy there's a lot in the comics about soldier boy and that character it's kind of interesting that they're bringing him in <laughs> he's kind of a coward oh is he yeah but huh. i mean like he's the captain america equivalent in the books uh, right i read uh, one thing where he was like supposed to be like the original superhero kind of like captain america right he's supposed to be the original superhero he's the, he's the first person that got the serum and oh, became a superhero okay <laughs> the other thing about him is like jensen ackles looks great like he mm-hmm. looks like captain america right he looks like Captain America in like army fatigue. Yeah. But which was funny because I'm like, oh, that actually makes sense to have a character in green, like kind of fatigues, right? Right. Like, why didn't they do that in the films? But I guess whatever. Well, I mean, because Captain America was in uniform in certain parts, but he mm-hmm. wasn't really in like a combat uniform at any given point. Got it. He kind of was like wearing a Captain America costume in some form or another at every point in First Avenger. But then he did wear like an actual like army greens in scenes where he was in uniform. Got so. it. Got it. So little be interesting that we're getting a soldier boy the boy season three will most likely be flying onto amazon prime in july already yeah well both season one and two got released like mid late july past couple years god i feel like this came this went by quick yeah but you know think about it like that's been the the kind of pattern how of when it comes out right i'm just saying like i feel like we just finished season two yeah kind of yeah but it's it's been yeah it's been a year Mm -hmm. that's nuts Speaking of a long time ago, remember Tiger King and Joe Exotic? Yo, you cool cats and kittens. Oh God, what, what do we? What what about them now? Nothing really about them, but we got Dennis Quaid is set to play the role of Rick Kirkham in Peacock's upcoming Joe Exotic limited series. <laughs> so I wonder, is Dennis Quaid actually shaving that ridiculous beard that he has right now? I hope. Do so. you see how like raggedy and dirty it looks? I I haven't, but I'm not into the whole beard thing. Yeah, I think it's because I can't grow a beard. Ah, uh, so that may be it i may be a little biased yeah like he has like a gray old man beard that like you would typically expect mustard to be all over Mm -hmm. he has one of those beards right now who eats mustard that's gross mustard is delicious stop it not on tiger anyway back to this so he's gonna be playing rick kirkham which is he's the dude with the hat the dude oh he's like the filmographer yeah right he he wasn't like training tigers or anything he was the one documenting everything for joe exotic right and he was wearing like the old school australian style like outback hat right right like the that's right that's right okay the show's coming back to my brain yeah i see it now call that a knife that's not a knife that's not a knife this is a knife so the series picks up where a cat enthusiast carol baskins as she learns that fellow exotic animal lover joe exotic is breeding and using his big cats for profit And then she looks to shut him down. And in the process, she kills her husband. I uh, didn't say it. She you, fed him the tigers. You did. Young Phil said it, not me. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. I hope this show's good. If not, I'm going to blame that b- Carol Baskins. This is my way of living. 
and nobody's gonna tell me any otherwise. Streaming is picking up, especially this summer. Check it out. Paramount is dropping a ton of new content and even a new tier, oh. meaning like a cheaper price, like per month. I, I just want them to give it away with like a Viacom subscription <sighs> or something, you know, like I can steal from my brother or something. Like I, I don't want to <laughs> pay for Paramount Plus, but I want to watch all the shows. That's how it. I have a uh, HBO Max. I know I don't steal from your brother to get HBO Max, but it's bundled with my AT&T. I just get it for free. Yeah, that's so actually much. bundled with my cell yeah. phone service. So Paramount Plus is giving us a new tier and it's only going to be $4.99, which is like half the price. I still don't want to spend all that money. But it comes with ads. Mm. It's it's almost like can you stand ads? That's what it comes down to. Okay, right? maybe. By the way, you will also not be getting access to your like local CBS station programming, which I didn't even know you could get. <laughs> I have Paramount Plus. I didn't even know you can get it. So the streaming service claims that it has or is adding more than a thousand premium movies just this week. So they're going hard for the summer. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of things that I want to see on there. I, I want to see all the old cartoons I grew up mm. on because everything from Nickelodeon is on there now and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah they're putting out some new content like the new Mark Wahlberg movie just dropped oh infinite this right? week yeah infinite and it actually looks really good mm -hmm. I'm interested in that I'm down we're also getting like a new Paw Patrol movie because I absolutely want to watch that hey Paw Patrol Paw Patrol will be there on the double you be you bro if you're down with Marshall and all the other guys I, I don't know any of their names yeah exactly Dozer I don't know no that's a Fraggle Dozer the Gozerian <laughs> I don't know anything about Paw Patrol. On the TV front, we'll be getting a new iCarly show. Okay. Evil. Okay. RuPaul's Drag Race. I know you're down. Sure. Behind the Music, which I'm kind of interested like in. from VH1? Yeah. Behind the Music? Yeah, I think they're rebooting that. Oh, nice. But yeah, so we'll be getting that. And then Star Trek Lower Decks is coming back on August 12th. Which I heard is great. I haven't watched it. Exactly. So if, you know, Paramount Plus is kind of a sleeper for me. Yeah. I kind of dig it. It had the challenge. I was super happy with that it's got a ton of content the other reason i want to get it is because i want to start watching the challenge right you can pick up a couple seasons on netflix i think it's a duel inferno okay inferno 2 something i forgot i'll have to check it out i am loki of asgard and i am burdened with glorious purpose in serial news, what? Loki is here. Really? The god of mischief is causing some chaos in the timeline in his new Disney Plus show, but now he's setting his sights on Lucky Charms the Serial. You're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> so that's being transformed into, from Lucky Charms, it's going, going to be called Loki Charms. Nice. See what they did there? It's going to be called Loki Charms for right? real? Yeah, so they're actually making this, and you can get it at mischievouslydelicious.com. <laughs> okay. Not they're probably gone already. Not magic delicious but mischievously delicious right so are they gone uh probably on ebay i bet you can find them on ebay everything's on ebay are you buying food on ebay i'm not buying anything on ebay so it was a limited edition run of 3500 boxes mm -hmm. we post this in the distance Sternington post and there was a few people that said i tried to buy it I tried to buy it <laughs> i went down to the stores and tried to buy it god it's crazy people want some loki right they're mischievously delicious From Marvel food to DC pets. We talked about this. Yeah. But we got some more news. So hijacking his own hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change slogan. Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, shared a teaser for his upcoming League of Super Pets movie. And we got, remember how he's talking about like a star-studded cast? Right. He has a star-studded cast. Oh, God. So right off the bat, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is playing Super Dog. Okay. Uh, crypto. Then, or yeah, Crypto. And to play Ace, you know, Batman's dog. Right. You got Kevin 
Hart. Okay, now nah, I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. Kevin Hart is playing Ace the Wonderhound. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be hilarious. That'll be good. They're such a good comedy duo. Yeah. I love it. I was like, oh, that's such a good casting. That's awesome. Well, oh, my God. Look, everybody else, they got Kate McKinnon, Vanessa mm-hmm. Bayer, Natasha Leone, Diego Luna, mm-hmm. John Krasinski, Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Exactly. And we don't know who they're playing. Like, how do they fit that much star power into this animated movie about pets? And we already know the two biggest ones are going to be Kevin Hart and The Rock. Like, who are all these other people playing? Right. It's it's crazy. So DC Super Pets will be marking their territory I into theaters are. May 20th, 2022. <laughs> you know, one quick note. You mentioned it, but Keanu Reeves. <gasps> right is going to be in this movie right so this will be going up against like mission impossible 7 when it's released mm-hmm. but also john wick chapter 4 oh. meaning keanu reeves might have two movies open the same day which was originally supposed to happen anyway yeah because remember it was supposed to be john wick 4 and the matrix. the matrix 4 yeah which would be dumb like why would you put those two movies against each other two different studios but still like hey look out right. but how funny is that like that was about to happen to him with the matrix yeah and now it's happening with dc super pets yeah yeah, that's pretty funny. Dead, I get the knockoff version of the Blue Beetle. Knockoff? I prefer to think of myself as a reimagined hero for a new generation. All right, let's stick with DC because we got some big DC news. So HBO Max is releasing a bunch of stuff to their streaming service, right? Right. They just announced, like announced, announced, we're getting a movie straight to HBO Max, The Blue Beetle. Oh. You asked for it. I have been. I've been asking for this for, for months now. I've been saying I want to see a Blue Beetle movie. You, and you, I prayed, been saying, you prayed to Jesus Cristo and you got it. <laughs> Good call back there. Uh, but I mean, no, because I've been saying that I wanted a Jaime Reyes movie. Mm-hmm. And they announced that it's going to be a Jaime Reyes movie taking the mantle from Dan Garrett and Ted Cord. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mm-hmm. like, you don't have to start with Dan Garrett. You don't have to start with Ted Cord. You can mention them the way that Ant-Man did, right? Where Ant-Man started with technically the third Ant-Man. Good point. Right? Very you know that's the whole thing is you start with the third version of the blue beetle right Mm -hmm. and talk about the mantle but then again Jaime Reyes's character is completely different from Ted Gord yeah and it's such a good entry point like when I saw blue beetle in young justice yeah like that was such a good like introduction of the character yeah and he had such a major role in that Uh uh-huh and then in the injustice games in injustice 2 he was a major character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was a good way to introduce the character of blue beetle but also then you got backstory got to learn a bit about you know Ted Gord and all the other stuff I thought it was cool. Yeah. It was almost like a Miles Morales of the DC universe. He kind of is. Mm-hmm. So again, Blue Beetle will be a film kind of revolving around a Mexican-American named Jaime Reyes, right? right. And this is going to be a live-action movie. Yeah, so I mean... Not I mean, an animation. Right. I mean, Blue Beetle, it's not going to be hard to make a Blue Beetle movie because if you can do Iron Man, you can do Blue Beetle. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. That's such a good point. Because that- a, a lot of his power set is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, you kind of take like Cyborg and cross him with Iron Man and it's basically basically the same character you know and and they also mentioned that they're going to be releasing a straight to hbo max live action batgirl film as well so dc's putting in some work right and that's another movie that i know that they've been working on for a while so Mm -hmm. they're probably just like okay like they're probably thinking like the movies that they that they think aren't going to do well they're going to put on hbo max hey as long as they're making them totally okay like i said it's the movies that they think aren't going to do well and it's funny because they're probably going to do gangbusters right right i think dc does really really well on hbo max yeah all that content it's it's awesome right blue let's go fight your inner demons later demon singular one's enough believe me all right i got some gaming news again where is john carlo gino where you at need to get your 
boy, man. But sleeping on it. Now I got to talk about E3 again. <laughs> so the expo has revealed a rough schedule for their four days of gaming fun. Okay. Throw it at me. What we got? So Saturday the 12th, we got E3 2021 kickoff press conferences with Ubisoft and Gearbox Entertainment. Okay. So that'll be interesting to see what they talk about. Mm-hmm. So on the 13th, we got Microsoft's long-awaited Xbox and Bethesda showcase, which we kind of talked about. Right. And I guess we're going to be getting some content from Square Enix. Okay. So they're probably going to talk about Avengers because the bomb that was Avengers, but I know that they just announced a new Final Fantasy game. Oh, so okay. that'll be kind of interesting to see what they do there and kind of jump back on Ubisoft. This is also every year their E3 showcase is where they announce the new Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. So again, it'll be interesting to see if they're just expanding on Valhalla since that's such a great game right now or if they're actually going to move into another universe. Yeah, that's the one game I hear about mm-hmm. a ton still. Yeah. But it's been out for a while, right? Yeah. Valhalla's been out for about a year now. Yeah, okay. Probably got announced at the last E3. They did. Yeah. So also on the 13th, we're getting some Warner Brothers games. Back for Blood and 24 Entertainment will also be featured. On Monday, we're going to see some indie developer stuff. Okay. Ooh, from Take Two. Nice. Okay, good. You knew that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Freedom Games, Mythical Games, Razor, Capcom. Capcom. Are they considered indie? They can't be indie anymore. Not really. They're probably just like on the same day. And Razor's not really indie either. Razor, li- mm-hmm. literally, my camera is Razor. Yeah. You know, they're probably going to be announcing like new equipment. So they're probably like new chairs, new controls, keyboard, mouse, stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know we'd get other stuff. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then Verizon and Intellivision will also be featured on Monday. Hmm. What? I wonder what Verizon's going to be right? introducing. What's up your sleeve, Verizon? Right. And then on Tuesday, the last day of E3, we're getting Nintendo. <laughs> Right, and we're going to see all the stuff that they've been hiding from everybody. You know, like I said, I'm hoping that they're going to do a Switch Pro, uh-huh. and I'm hoping they're going to announce a bunch of new games. So, I mean... Yeah. So, are you holding out on getting a Switch because you want to see if they come out? No, a- I want to get a Switch. I think it would be good in my house just because that would be something that me and Jackie can bond over. Mm-hmm. But I just I just haven't gotten one. If there was a Switch and a Switch Pro mm-hmm. in front of you at the store, which one would you buy? Depends on what's on the Switch Pro. Because, again, they're saying that it's supposed to be like PS4 graphics. Right. So, I mean, if I had a choice between a Switch and a Switch Pro and the Switch Pro was everything that we've been hearing about, I'd probably mm-hmm. get a Switch Pro. Oh, okay. Okay. So, as an added bonus, Square Enix has something going on on June 13th as well. Okay. So the gaming company will have like 40 minutes extra to focus on different things that they're working on, including probably the expansion of Marvel's Avengers. And I mentioned that because Marvel's <laughs> Avengers, I, I bought that game. I played uh-huh. it. I beat the game. It was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Because they try to bill it as like, you know, this giant game and they, you know, pushed it really hard. Played it. It, it. it was a decent game. There was a lot of like, you know, like the main villain is MODOK and, you know, you get into like the Celestials and things like that. And it's it's cool in concept. Oh, so it goes kind of deep it does it's Marvel. very comic lore but lives in a universe that could be grounded as the mcu got it okay the thing is is that what threw people off is it wasn't the mcu as as realistic as they tried to make it so people were so used to the voices and the faces and they were just completely different and mm. then some of the storylines were very repetitive and that's where a lot of people just kind of got turned off by it oh so maybe the expansions will fix some of that mm-hmm. we shall see right so register now it's free get access you even can visit some virtual booths and forums and then you can watch E3 on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, June 12th through the 15th. All right, in my last bit of news, Bezos going to be Bezos. Jeff Bezos may leave Amazon for the moon. Straight 
to the moon. Now, is he leaving Amazon for the moon, or is he taking Amazon to the moon? Uh, I, maybe he's just scoping out a new Amazon Prime hub or something like that. Right, or he's just taking Dogecoin up there. There you go. There we go. You go, Bezos. So, I guess he, he owns Amazon, but he also has an aerospace company called Blue Origin. Blue Origin. Who? How rich do you have to be to just, like, I'm going to make a space company? Well, there was a race for a while between him and Elon, Elon Musk, and Elon just got ahead of him, right? Right. Bezos had other things that he got into, but Blue Origin's been a thing for a long time. Oh, it has. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He's just probably like investing more into it now. This is the first I've heard of it. So, so there's rumors, right, that he may be leaving Amazon. But what he's doing is like, he announced that him and his brother are going to take one of his rockets to space. So, like, that's probably why, like, if you look at Bezos in the last couple of years, he's been looking a little beefy. Uh huh. That's probably what it is. He's probably he's been, just been training to be an yeah. astronaut. So the ship, the New Shepard from Blue Origin, will take off July. 20th and will soar over 60 miles above the earth man this is what you do with your money i know if you are a super rich lex luthor type right must be nice so we're all contributing to this dude going to space must be nice having i'm gonna go to space type money this is the phase in which we put a giant laser on the moon and i mean we keep giving it to him because we keep buying stuff on amazon i probably have a package on my doorstep right now. i do have a package on my doorstep right now is it m80s because we're gonna blow up the razor crest we are not blowing up my razor crest oh we're gonna blow up your razor crest we're blowing up your razor crest we're blowing up your razor crest we're blowing up your razor crest after we blow up your razor crest agreed we're blowing up your razor crest first to the moon i don't know where to get in their nose but i'm not mad if tonight it comes true oh let's got some rumors It looks like you might actually get a sequel to this movie, the 2005 Wedding Crashers film. Did, did anybody need this? I liked that movie back in the day. I'm not saying that I didn't love that movie. I'm right? saying, do we need a sequel to Wedding Crashers? I don't know, but I'm kind of intrigued. We got a stage four clinger. <laughs> so we got Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are in talks to come back, right? But I guess they got their eyes on a script that everyone seems to like, and they're all like saying yes to it. So it's an entire movie of them crashing funerals, right? Funerals or weddings? You don't remember from the first movie? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's With right. Will Ferrell, they started uh, crashing funerals. That's right. I ruined the joke. My bad. So the project doesn't have an official green light yet, but it looks like it's going to move forward. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Yep. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. One movie moving forward, one movie moving back. So Quentin Tarantino is thinking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood may be his last movie. So it's a weird deal where he's like, I'm going to make 10 movies. Right. Right. And that was like his thing that he's been saying for years. Right, and I mean, the, the man is a cinematic genius. Right, so 10 movies. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his ninth movie. But then he said, I mean, most directors' last films are fucking lousy. Maybe I should just not make another movie because I could be really happy with dropping the mic right now. And I mean, that would be a good way to bow out with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That movie yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that would be awesome. But I mean, I kind of want another Tarantino movie. Especially with like the four movies that he's announced that he's working on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see all all four of the ones that he's been talking about. Including like Star Trek? The Star Trek, yes. That's the one you want? I do want to see an R-rated Star Trek. I think that would be interesting. I wouldn't mind another Western. I'll be honest. His Westerns are really good. I don't know what to do with this one. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. 
We got some set photos from Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford back in the hat. Right. But check this out. So the rumor about all this is that they're pulling a scrapped scene or storyline from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and putting it in Indiana Jones 5, which is unnamed right, right now. So they're filming right now in like Northumberland, England. Right. But check this out. So <laughs> I guess the story is supposed to be the film starts out with Indiana Jones battling a Scottish ghost named Battle. Seamus Seagrove? God, no. Who? Steven Spielberg, who is letting you touch this movie again? I I smiled when I saw this. No, because Spielberg is the reason there was aliens in the last movie that everybody hated. I thought we're not allowed to talk about that anymore. Well, we are because now he's putting ghosts. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm not. So I guess Indiana is supposed to be on vacation in Scotland. (laughs) And he's fighting ghosts? And he has to fight some ghosts. Now I know why they didn't put this in The Last Crusade. Yeah. I say run with it. Uh. The I, last hurrah. I guess it, it's it's all going to depend on how they deliver it. Yeah. But maybe this isn't the bit because the actual original script written by Chris Columbus for The Last Crusade was entitled Indiana Jones and the Monkey King, not Indiana Jones and the Scottish Ghost. So we'll see. Maybe they're not pulling from that part of the script. You're so upset right now. <laughs> Can we just go to the next story? <laughs> Quit stomping on your fedora. It's a satchel. Indiana Jones had one. It's called a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. All right, so MCU rumors, of course. It wouldn't be rumors without MCU rumors. Right, right. So Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, is rumored to introduce Namor the Submariner. No way. Okay, so that's another rumor that I've been talking about for a while. Right. That looks like it's gaining traction. So, I mean, that I'm totally okay with that. Right. I think that this is in the comics, right, where it's yeah. like a war between Wakanda and Atlantis. Right, and that's what I've been saying is I want to see the War of Two Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is an excuse to introduce Doctor Doom and I want that so bad. Yeah. So the rumor also states that Namor will be in the movie but it'll be also played by the Narcos actor Hinoch Huerta. Okay. Right? So we're getting a little bit of casting news there. But right, See right now it's a rumor though so we don't know for sure but I mean I'm still excited for this. How come we know nothing about this movie and it's like a year away? I know. Marvel I... and Disney are doing such a good job of keeping everything under wraps. It's they do a really good job. It's frustrating me right now and they're like teasing with all this other stuff which is like okay yeah i mean they just announced the movie so i mean they're probably not going to start gearing up until like six months before it comes out but it comes out in a year that's what i'm saying that's nuts is they won't actually give us anything until about six months out right disney's really good about that so we'll we'll see what happens black panther wakanda forever july 8th 2022 all right we got some wrestling rumors all right so wwe has kept its annual like wwe draft right usually in october right where they kind of take over monday night raw and friday night smackdown right this year they're looking to bump it up so it'll be right after SummerSlam, which is in august 21st right okay so it's going to be sooner than than we're used to right so they're moving it up to like august 30th right which is monday night so it's going to start then which tells me they're like trying to shake things up yeah i mean there's another rumor that came out i think this morning that they're gearing up for another round of cuts too so i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i I just i don't know where wwe is going what i like about this is that they're looking to make some changes yeah. So they're not just doing the normal thing or doing what exactly Vince says we should do or the old hat way of doing things. They're looking to mix it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of into this that they're, you know, moving up the date for the draft to be right after SummerSlam. Right. Give me more content. Right. And the other announcement that they made that this is official. What? It's going to be in Vegas. 
Vegas. SummerSlam is going to be in Vegas. Yeah, at your stadium, right? The Raiders. Right, at the Death Star. That's what all the locals were calling it when I went to Vegas, when I was working in Vegas last. They were all calling it, oh, so the Death Star? Have you seen the Death Star? It's awesome. It's (laughs) right there. It's right off the freeway. Yeah, it looks dope. It's it's, it's maybe like an exit or two after the Strip. It's right across across the freeway from the Strip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like an exit or two away from the Strip. Yeah, it's it's like you look one side is is the strip the other side is allegiant is how you say it mm-hmm. allegiant stadium we're we gonna go august vegas we, we need to start looking into it now where's chris neal he better be going where is uh jester g i think all where, of you need to forsake your wives and children and we're all going where's silver's wrestling rants are we doing this let's let's start planning it now good times bad movies come down from canada exactly eh? hey Marty, are you are you coming or what let's make it happen so does that mean the last rumors we're going to vegas The God of Mischief is back, and he's got some lucky charms. But Loki is back. You excited for this? I've been excited for this because you got to remember, Julie's favorite character is Loki. She's been waiting for this. She's been hyping uh, me about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I've been hyped up on this because I do love Loki as a mm-hmm. character. And and just initial reactions, just to kind of really jump into this, I was blown away with how good this show was. Yes. Just the first episode. Yeah. It got really deep. I talked about it on on the spoiler post that we had. Mm-hmm. Like it got really deep and really heavy. Quick Quickly. Quickly. You know, like there's existential crisis already happening in the first episode. And it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. There was a lot of deep dialogue that was just like, go, go, go. We're going from like one room to another or like through one portal to another. But it was like nonstop. Like we're telling you this story real quick. Right. And then the dark comedy in it, because there's like a lot of really dark things that happen. Mm -hmm. But then they have like the comedic pieces that break it down right after that. I thought it was brilliantly done. Yep. And And I do love how they set the stage, how they showed bits and pieces of like not just Avengers Endgame, right? But like how just it tied, how it tied in to like Endgame and, and the first Avengers movie and all that. So right. I thought it was cool how they brought it all back. So it set the stage and then boom, you're right into a whole new storyline. Right, right. And I mean, just some of the reveals that they had and some of the things that they had, like you really dive into Loki's psyche mm-hmm. and Loki figuring himself out in the first episode. Yeah. Figuring out who he is and why he does the things that he does. What did you think? Like, so we've gotten WandaVision completely right. different. Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt very Winter Soldier-ish. Yeah. And now we have Loki. How does it feel? I mean, they they definitely all feel different from each other. They mm-hmm. definitely, it's like the movies where you jump into different aspects of the same universe. Yeah. But they like wholeheartedly live in their own space. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. Like mm-hmm. this reminded me of how Guardians of the Galaxy kind of expanded the Marvel universe. Right. Like we're expanding in dimensions. Right. Because now we're getting right into, now. right, now we're getting into multiverses. Now we're getting into time and we're getting into the more weird things that they were afraid to jump into at the beginning of the MCU. But the way they told it, right? like the way they told the whole sacred timeline right. with the TVA, right? I thought that was so good. Like, I know you're so deeper into the comics than I am, but like the way they explained it, I'm like, okay, I'm following along. Yeah. Following along. I mean, so the way that they took the TVA and then talked about the timekeepers and then talked about just kind of the way time works, right? And why it works the way that it does and everything like that. Again, I'm trying my hardest 
hardest not to drop spoilers on this. But right. It just, it was told in a way that made sense and was really well done. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. I almost thought it was almost too much like at once, mm-hmm. but like watching it a second time, like it, it helped me like just watch the show more instead of like trying to understand every, every little bit. Right. But, but I dug it. Right. So let's talk Easter eggs. We talked about the timeline, mm-hmm. which they really, I mean, they just have to explain the plot points. Right. For the show. The TVA, right? The Time Variance Authority, mm-hmm. explaining that they're just kind of like the cops of, yeah. of the timeline. They're the ones that keep the correct timeline flowing the way it needs to flow. Mm-hmm. And then part of that TVA is Mobius. Right. So Mobius M. Mobius. Is it his name really Mobius M. Mobius? His name is Mobius M. Mobius, who is played by Owen Wilson. He was brilliantly played by Owen Wilson. He was so good. Yeah. And he does like, he's like peak Owen Wilson. Yes. There's a scene where he talks to Ravana Rensselaer, and we'll get into her later, mm-hmm. but he gets very Owen Wilson-y. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you know, where like everything that he says is exactly what you expect out of Owen Wilson, right? I want to do an Owen Wilson impression right now, but I'm going to hold off. Wow. Wow. That's, wow. That's great. Wow. <laughs> okay, we're done. That's another good impression of yours. But yeah, so we get a lot of that, and, and Mobius is basically like a detective. Oh, okay. Right, like in his level of where he would be in the TVA, he's basically the equivalent of a det- detective. Oh, that makes more sense now. Okay, yeah. got it, got it, You got know, it. he's kind of like, not a secret agent, but like, you know, like like an FBI agent, right? Mm-hmm. So he's the dude that mm-hmm. investigates things and whatnot. That's that's what he does. Got it. So that's how we showed him jumping from time to time. Right. Figuring out what, what's happening. Right. And again, for all the fans out there, for all the nerds out there, keep your eye on Mobius because it may not happen in this series, but eventually he he ends up working for Kang the Conqueror. Oh. I, you know, we were talking about this. There's a few different Kang the Conqueror references, but... Right. And uh, again, Ravenna Rensselaer. Yeah. She's okay. basically his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> oh, okay. Boo time. I get it. Right. I get it. Hey, w- what did you think of a clock thing at TVA? What do they call that? Like, Oh, Miss Minutes. Yeah, that was kind of funny, huh? Oh my God. That was so well done. Again, it's got a very like 1940s, 1950s feel to it. Yeah. Like it, like Disney It felt feel like, to it. let's go into the movies. Well, you know what it reminded me of is a, uh, the old PSA cartoons that they did with like Goofy. Let's all go to the lobby. It reminded <laughs> me of that. Right. I mean, it had a lot of that and it's explaining who the TVA is and who the timekeepers are and why the sacred timeline even matters and anything like that. Like basically you get a crap ton of exposition and something really fun. Mm-hmm. I you thought know? it was so, really cool. Right. It's it's a good way to give exposition without it just being talked at you like most exposition yeah. is. You know, it felt very first Jurassic Park, you know, <laughs> yeah. with, with that cartoon DNA string. Right. That's what it felt like. Like, oh, you're going to like frog DNA entertain me with <laughs> you're going to entertain me with some storyline, but I'm going to watch and have fun with it. Okay, right. Great. Did you know who played the voice? I'm like, I know this voice. I didn't I didn't pick it up and I figured maybe Jackie would have because she's usually good at like hearing people and picking it up. But I didn't. I, I went and looked it up because I was like, I know this voice. So um, it's Tara Strong. Who, no. Who does a lot of voice acting. So, yeah, that's Bubbles. And so, you know, her probably Harley from Quinn, Batgirl. Raven. Raven is another big one Teen that Titans she does. Go, and then she was also in Fairly Odd Parents. That's right. I mean, she's been in everything. Tara Strong's voice is like the greatest because she's played so many characters that people don't realize that she played. She's in the, she's one of those underrated voice actresses that has played like every character that you've loved as a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. You know what? I, I have a question for you because I heard this and I was like, wait a second, I've heard this before. When they were doing them back to the Miss Minutes thing, they mentioned when they 
create the variant, right? That is called a Nexus. Right. And we've heard of Nexus before. Like, didn't in WandaVision, they called her like a Nexus being. Right. That she can create a Nexus. Oh, that's what it was. Right. That's what, So she can create like alternate timelines, that kind of thing. Or right. Variants. I Which say. again, I think that's all going to tie in together once we get to Doctor Strange. Yeah. <gasps> think about it this way. She was doing all of that in her bubble, in her hex. Right. So maybe that's why the TVA did not get involved because it was just in her little because bubble. it's not a part of the timeline that they can see Ooh, i like the idea whoa i just blew my own mind right i'm gonna let the one sit for a second that's good all right so it was a good episode a, a lot of plot fit into this and mm-hmm. dialogue right but one of the things that really stuck out at me was when loki was on the run inside of the tva mm-hmm. and he's like where's the tesseract and he's like oh it's in that drawer <laughs> and they open the drawer and there's just a bunch of infinity stones sitting in there what yeah and like, there's like multiples like there's like three soul stones sitting right there exactly like there's I, i'm trying to think of something that you'd find in a drawer like they were like pens in a drawer right and he was just like oh yeah no those are basically glorified paperweights around here R- explain that to me so the way that i think about it is that outside of a timeline outside of any timeline they're basically useless you gotta remember that magic doesn't work where they are oh that's true right, that's right. so they did highlight that right so i mean i think that the infinity stones because they're out of time and that they work in an area that that is operating outside of the timeline outside of any time at all that those infinity stones are kind of like if you look at any movie where they have like props right and we're, we're like you know they're like oh yeah here are the props that in your world would be normal but in our world is a prop mm-hmm. right i think that's the way they treat it there mm, okay but then that also again i hate to get into spoilers on this but it became an existential crisis for loki yeah i was gonna say like this was like a funny joke that they threw in mm-hmm. but like the second time watching it i did realize exactly that because that- loki just realizes that his existence is meaningless yeah and what he's been searching for and thinking was the all-powerful thing right is no longer the all-powerful thing right and it's just that everything everything is meaningless because everything is meant to happen in a certain way and he has no control yeah so thinking that he can take over the entire universe and that he can control anything he realizes that he's only destined to go a certain way Mm -hmm. and then again not to bring up any spoilers but he basically goes and looks at his entire life that hasn't happened yet oh yeah that's right because remember he says you can see your future here too it's almost like we saw the entire mcu Mm -hmm. and then the infinity stones have been like the macguffin of the mcu you know entirety and then they took that macguffin away and said now what are you gonna do right and that's exactly what happened to loki's like what am i gonna do now like like what you said everything i've been fighting for is now meaningless right what i thought was all powerful is paperweights right so i mean yeah there's there's a lot that happens and again i i highly encourage everybody to go and watch you know i i thought that was gonna be my favorite scene you know my favorite scene was Hmm. is when mobius meets loki and they start the film thing Mm -hmm. they talk about db cooper yeah oh that's so good so the fact that loki basically is db cooper and in the mcu explain away why nobody could ever find db cooper after that and you know they showed a bits and pieces of that in the teasers yeah and now seeing it in in the actual show makes me love it that much more yeah so explain who db cooper is because that's important right so db cooper is a legend from like 1971 basically he hijacked a plane and this is a true story so he hijacked a plane gave the waitress a napkin and said you know i'm robbing the plane had them land the plane he i think it was in seattle right it was like seattle to portland or something like that right so he had them land the plane made a bunch of demands they gave him a whole crap ton of money in a parachute well it was it was a full plane of people and he said i'm gonna let everybody go right he had everybody off board except for certain crewmates and then he basically jumped out of the plane with his money 
<laughs> like straight out of a movie. Right. And he was never found again. How right? awesome is that? Now, you know, I've watched a lot of things on DB Cooper with Jackie and they found like a lot of the money. Really? Because like that, and that's why in the scene they show when he disappears, like all the money flies all over the place. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. found money like miles away from where it is because the, 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 the bills were marked. Oh, interesting. Okay. So they found a bunch of bills and like the rumor is, is that he landed somewhere that he didn't land right and he died, but they've never been able to find his body. Huh. Right? So like that's, that's what's funny about like this whole Loki being DB Cooper is because Loki basically teleports his way back to Asgard midair and all this money just flies everywhere. That's so funny. And, and it was I, all on a bet from Thor. And I love that they, they pulled something that actually happened, like a real like story. Right. As fantastical as it is and brought it into the MCU and, and had like an explanation for it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. For the first episode, I'm hooked. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm WandaVision level. I want more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That You know what's funny about that? Like there's so many more rumors and ideas coming out of Loki than there was coming out of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> he definitely are. It, so what do you think? What do you think's next? Do you think Mephisto is next? Oh, Mephisto's definitely co- showing up. You think He's so? Coming. They already showed him in the first episode. There it is. We nailed it. Mephisto's coming. And Mephisto is the bad guy. No, uh, they already uh, they already came out and said that it was kind of a coincidence. Yeah. Because there's a scene where they show devil imagery. Yeah. He They go to a, um, a church or right, something like that. Right. And, and, and the, the, the character, stained glass. Right. She points at the devil. But they said that it was really a coincidence. It's not Mephisto. It's they pointed at him because the devil has horns and Loki has horns. So speaking of pointing, I was pointing like I was Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, mm, there it is. Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, OK, Mephisto's there. Oh, wait, no, I'm just I'm trying. I'm trying right, too hard. Right. You mentioned Ravona Renslayer, right? Right. She, she was like the judge. Right. Now, that scene was like a couple minutes. Right. But that person plays a bigger role. Like she's in the MC, not in the MC, but in the comics, right? Right. In the comics, basically, she is like she works with Kang the Conqueror. She's Kang the Conqueror's girlfriend at, some, at one point. I mean, she has a lot of ties to Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Again, between her and Mobius, like we have ties to Kang already and we know Kang is going to show up in Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. Because they announced him officially for Ant-Man. I didn't pick up on that, but I did know like why are they mentioning that specific character from the comics and putting them in this Loki show? And that's what I'm saying is especially the tie being that we know that Kang is supposed to be the big bad for this phase mm-hmm. and they're introducing characters that are tied in with Kang the Conqueror. I think by the end of this series, we're going to get a Avengers level Thanos reveal. Remember in the first Avengers, right? Thanos, basically when they introduce Thanos, he doesn't say anything. He just turns his face and he smiles. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get something that level with Kang the Conqueror. Okay. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Oh, I mean, do you think he's part of the TVA? No, no. He's definitely not part of the TVA. If okay. you know anything about Kang the Conqueror, he's not a part of that entire organization. The TVA is constantly trying to get Kang the Conqueror. Got it. Right? Like guys like Mobius, like the way that they're portraying Mobius, like, you know, pursuing time variants, they're looking for guys like Kang. Mm, okay. What's interesting, I guess we this is leading into some spoilers, but why Loki is there is is super intriguing because really they're they're getting Loki to hunt and to be part of the TVA. Kind of. Because it's one of those, your mind is the only one that can think the way that we need to think. Right. And again, I'm not trying to throw any yeah, spoilers I'm, out there, right? It's really it hard to tiptoe around spoilers on that one. But again, watch the episode and, and you'll totally get what we mean. Yes. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. I will say Tom Hiddleston did an amazing job because he showed a yeah. lot of range because he, he ran through every emotion in the book. Yeah. In this one 
one episode. Yeah. You know, being displaced, you know, happy, sad, whatever. And I've always talked about how much of a great actor Hiddleston is. You know, mm -hmm. he's really good. It's not just him as Loki. He, he's a Shakespearean actor. The guy can throw all kinds of range out there. And he yeah. had a chance to do that all in one episode. Yeah, I, I really liked him. Because he had really good comedic timing, you know, like when they give him the ticket and he sees the dude disappear and he's like, puts his hand up with the ticket. Yeah, right? that's funny. You know, like things like that, you know, like there, there's really small nods to the, the comedy chops that he has. But then also the serious acting, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the level of depression and despair that he gets into and you feel that. You know, one thing I didn't think of, like we, we saw Loki die. Like he died, yeah. died in the MCU. Yeah. And now he's back. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's, uh, you know, this is a weird loophole to bring other characters back. Like what if they bring Iron Man back somehow via this TVA situation? I mean, they said death is never the end. Right? So. Do you think we'll get somebody back? Like a past MCU character come back? As a cameo in Loki? Yeah. I mean, you could. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Because I mean, I know they've been talking to RDJ. They've been talking to Chris Evans all about like, you know, coming back and reprising their roles mm -hmm. or coming back as cameos. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that there's much more Natasha Romanoff than we're getting in just yeah. Black Widow. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's a lot that can potentially happen. I mean, that's one thing that they haven't, they're pretty good about being tight lipped about spoilers and, mm -hmm. and surprises, which is cool. It makes it fun for everybody. Right. But I haven't heard any rumors about other people coming into a show like this, but the very nature of the show is perfect to bring any character into this series. Yeah. You know, whether it's like what you said, Iron Man or Captain America or Thor. Right. You know, we can have any Doctor Strange, like we were all waiting for WandaVision to show Doctor Strange. Which apparently they did film a scene, but they decided to not put it in the series because they felt it took too much away from Wanda. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, got so it, there was it. originally a cameo of Doctor Strange, but they ended up pulling it from the series. I was okay without it. Yeah. I was okay. I was, I was good with the way they did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But back to Loki, like they can bring anybody back. Mm -hmm. Who would you want to see? Like if you have literally your choice to bring anybody into the series or however long you want, who would you bring back? Maybe Tony. Yeah, I could do that. But the thing is, is like, I kind of don't want Tony at the same time because it takes away from everything he sacrificed in Endgame. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess technically showing that the Infinity Stones are worthless takes away from his sacrifice in Endgame. Yeah. But I mean, I think seeing him would be a lot harder mm -hmm. than just acknowledging his death. I would like to see, I mean, we're kind of setting up Loki to be like the unwilling protagonist. Mm -hmm. I would like to find a way to show like some kind of redemption through right. this. Like what if we bring in, I don't know, Jane Foster into this? Well, I kind of like the idea of getting like like already in this first episode you're getting Loki back to the level that he was at Endgame where he mm -hmm. was willing to sacrifice himself for his brother. Right, right. And we're already kind of getting that in just this moment of clarity that he's getting. Yeah, because so, you know technically this is evil Avengers. This is right after the first Avengers. Uh, yeah, we're right. getting that evil Loki. Right. Right. And now we're seeing him morph into. What Especially we after watching his life he now knows that he became a better person. Yes. You know so. You know what would be cool? If we see him having some kind of redemption some kind of moment with agent phil colson oh yeah i think because that was so pivotal they yeah. even mentioned it yeah, well i mean they got into it about that but the other thing is is again his interactions with frigga his interactions with odin right. like i thought right. that the scene with where he gets to re-watch odin die yeah from from ragnarok he kind of like remember at this point he believes that he is laufey's son and he does not consider himself odin's son mm -hmm. and that's what the big deal when endgame was was that he goes i am Loki, Odin's son. Yeah, right? good point. Because he brings back the fact that he is the son of Odin, and he acknowledges yeah. that even though Odin wasn't his blood father, he was his father. Yeah. And I think that moment of him seeing
seeing Odin acknowledge, I love you, my sons, was a big deal because he realizes that Odin, no matter what, still considered him his son. Like unconditional love. Right. Yeah. You know, and just realizing that Odin and Frigga loved him as their child, mm -hmm. you know, and that, again, him sacrificing himself for Thor and Thor grieving over his body before the ship blows up, right? Again, not spoilers because this already happened in the movies. Him seeing that was just kind of like, I have more love around me than I give myself credit for. Yeah. Like he didn't know how good he had it. Right. That like my brother actually loves me as much as I yeah. think that he hates me. Yeah, totally. You totally. Know? Okay, you're right. You changed my mind. I yeah. want Odin back. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that a lot of what he's experienced already, and again, I'm, I'm super spoiling this already, but like a lot of what he's experienced in just watching his life has changed him back to the level of who he was by Endgame. Yeah, I see it. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. I like this show already. One episode. I'm in. Right. Oh my. So it comes out Wednesdays. Every Wednesday. Which is Tuesday at midnight for this nerd right here. Yes, sir. <laughs> Every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. Watch Aaron Thick or Double A run solo stand-up when we're supposed to be doing a Lego build. Just kidding, young Phil. Work. Sorry. <laughs> my job, my, my new job just stole all my time. No, hey, you know what's great is that Aaron Thick, Double A, they get a little bit of spotlight time. And you know what? They're shining. That at one hour stand-up special of Aaron Thick right? really showed that he can carry a show on his own. Yeah! Exactly. And I've been saying for a while that he is the star of the show. He but he wants to tell me that I'm the star of the show. I'm not, right? Your, your hands are my the star hands, of the show. if anything, me building Lego is, you know, part of the thing on there, but honestly, it's the comedy and just the banter that Aaron brings into the show. Mm -hmm. I think that that's why people watch. Oh, totally. Yeah. They have a they have a good time. When are we getting that hour long Aaron Thick stand up special on Netflix? When's that dropping? Hopefully next week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. But don't forget Monday. 6 to 8 p.m. Lego builds and brackets and brackets and lists and all of the things and lots and lots of Thousand Island dressing for everybody. Mm. Yuck. Yeah. Don't forget. Now, guys, we're doing the Razor Crest this week. I'm not blowing it up with an M80, by the way. Oh, we're going to blow it up. We're not blowing it up. You're blowing it up. I'm going to blow up yours. We're going to blow up yours. After we blow up yours. No. Mine's not being blown up. Thank Mine's you. getting the craggle, okay? People are going to love to see this happen. It's going to be such yeah, like... Yeah, they're going to love when yours blows the smithereens. The adventure of your Razor Crest from infancy, from being born... To, to being, James's stunt Razor Crest being blown up on camera. It's not the same. Yeah, it is. You can't, you can't like... Because they can't tell the difference we're blowing up your razor crest no, you, you can't you can't do that to them yeah don't cheat the fans i'm not i'm blowing up a razor crest and it just happens to be yours i'll like use my razor crest to hold my thousand island dressing that's about it that is a plan sir do it who's hangry i'm hangry we got a giveaway and it's the sweet tooth edition first they're sour then they're sweet uh all the things that are in this now so now it's three bags of sour patch kids red berry funko pop and i just added in sour patch kid like flavor pops freezer bar 
bars is what we're calling them. They're like the so, so they're like Otter Pops, but they're Sour Patch Kid flavored. Up in the ante, I like exactly. This. I'm just adding all these Sour Patch things on here, guys. All you have to do is tag a friend in the post. Yep. Let me just throw this out there for every single person you tag, you get an entry. If you're listening to this, you're probably already subscribed, right? And you've probably already liked the post. Exactly. Now you got a second chance, right? Tag somebody, and then tag somebody else, and then tag somebody else, and then tag somebody else. Like, so, so keep, Ray, keep I'm throwing this out there. If you tag 30 of your friends, I'm giving you 30 entries. What? Wait, wait, wait. slow down here. What, what's happening? Yeah, I'm just saying. As many people as you tag in the post, either on Instagram or on Facebook, I will give you an entry for every name you tag. I went here and I went there. Now what? Just for Ray DeLeon? No, or? I'm just saying oh. in general. I'm saying Ray because he tends to be the one that actually does all this stuff. You mean the SoCal Simba? The SoCal Simba, the <laughs> Ray King of Lions. I'm throwing that. I'm throwing the challenge out there, man. And it's not. It doesn't count if you just tag Angel. If you tag like all your friends. There you go. I like that better. All right. And tag some taco trucks. That'd be good. There you go. And maybe the taco trucks will give us free tacos. Ooh, can you imagine? That'd be great. Sour Patch Kid tacos? No, don't ruin it. Yeah. Or veggie tacos. Nobody eats veggie tacos in SoCal. It's a lie. Though I did. Uh, Do you know how many vegans live in SoCal? How many? <laughs> a lot. That's a good point. Oh, quick shout out to Sweet Simple Vegan. Okay. So I, I mentioned them because we were talking about tacos and I said, hey, give me a veggie taco recipe. And, and she, she sent you a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And, and Jasmine's like, oh yeah, I got them. And next thing you know, my Instagram message is boom. There you tons go. of veggie taco recipes. So I'm telling you they exist. Shout out to Sweet simple vegan follow them on instagram sweet simple vegan Ew, David. have something you want to discuss are you ready to go back to middle earth did you watch loki did you tag a friend in the sour patch giveaway i mean we can't but we can everybody else can i can tag you it's true we can tag each other and we Boom. can tag all of our friends but we we don't get entries in eiffel tower of tags it's great oh god tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in our facebook group the distance nerdington post guys you gotta buy us a taco or you don't have to but you can buy us tacos you can go to distancenerding.com and go ahead and click on that buy us a taco button and boom you bought us tacos tacos for everybody tacos for everybody and what do tacos get you awesome t-shirts more legos to stream more legos to stream and again guys speaking of those more legos to stream i've got a surprise coming pretty soon mm -hmm. i haven't purchased it yet but i will be purchasing it soon and it is a give back to all of you oh i like it matter of fact i'm not going to say what it is but i'm going to be giving away some legos pretty soon here i like it right not this week but you know once i get them i will be giving away legos this is awesome buy us a taco we're gonna blow up his razor crest it, no we're not blowing up the razor crest oh we're gonna blow up your razor no crest. i'm giving away lego though guys you gotta connect with us on instagram facebook twitter twitch youtube all at distance nerding thanks and we're blowing up his razor crest we're not blowing up my razor crest keep nerding together distance nerding I told you we were going to blow up your razor crest. Fun fact, that, that was yours. Wait, what? Epic fail.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 